Section 17 of The Journey of Coronado, 1540-1542. The Anonymous Traslado de las Nuevas. Translated by George Parker Winship. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Copy of the reports and descriptions that have been received regarding the discovery of a city which is called Cibola, situated in the new country. His grace left the larger part of his army in the valley of Culiacan, and with only seventy-five companions on horseback and thirty footmen, he set out for here Thursday, April 22nd. The army which remained there was to start about the end of the month of May, because they could not find any sort of sustenance for the whole of the way that they had to go as far as this province of Cibola, which is 350 long leagues, and on this account he did not dare to put the whole army on the road. As for the men he took with him, he ordered them to make provision for eighty days, which was carried on horses, each having one for himself and his followers. With very great danger of suffering hunger, and not less labor, since they had to open the way, and every day discovered waterways and rivers with bad crossings, they stood it after a fashion, and on the whole journey as far as this province there was not a peck of corn. He reached this province on Wednesday, the 7th of July last, with all the men whom he had led from the valley very well, praise be to our Lord, except one Spaniard who died of hunger four days from here, and some Negroes and Indians who also died of hunger and thirst. The Spaniard was one of those on foot, and was named Espinosa. In this way His Grace spent seventy-seven days on the road before reaching here, during which God knows in what sort of way we lived, and whether we could have eaten much more than we ate the day that His Grace reached the city of Granada, for so it has been named, out of regard for the Viceroy, and because, they say, it resembles the Albacin, note, the part of Granada near the Alhambra. This force he led was not received the way it should have been, because they all arrived very tired from the great labor of the journey. This and the loading and unloading like so many muleteers, and not eating as much as they should have, left them more in need of resting several days than of fighting although there was not a man in the army who would not have done his best in everything if the horses who suffered the same as their masters could have helped them the city was deserted by men over sixty years and under twenty and by women and children all who were there were the fighting men who remained to defend the city and many of them came out about a crossbow shot uttering loud threats the general himself went forward with two priests and the army master to urge them to surrender as is the custom in new countries the reply that he received was from many arrows which they let fly and they wounded hernando bermejo's horse and pierced the loose flap of the frock of father friar luis the former companion of the Lord Bishop of Mexico. When this was seen, taking as their advocate the Holy St. James, 
he rushed upon them with all his force which he had kept in very good order and although the indians turned their backs and tried to reach the city they were overtaken and many of them killed before they could reach it they killed three horses and wounded seven or eight when my lord the general reached the city he saw that it was surrounded by stone walls and the houses very high four and five and even six stories apiece with their flat roofs and balconies as the indians had made themselves secure within it and would not let any one come near without shooting arrows at him and as we could not obtain anything to eat unless we captured it his grace decided to enter the city on foot and to surround it by men on horseback so that the indians who were inside could not get away as he was distinguished among them all by his gilt arms and a plume on his headpiece all the indians aimed at him because he was noticeable among all and they knocked him down to the ground twice by chance stones thrown from the flat roofs and stunned him in spite of his headpiece and if this had not been so good i doubt he would have come out alive from that enterprise and besides all this praised be our lord that he came out on his own feet they hit him many times with stones on his head and shoulders and legs and he received two small wounds on his face and an arrow wound in the right foot but despite all this his grace is as sound and well as the day he left that city and you may assure my lord of all this and also that on the nineteenth of july last he went four leagues from this city to see a rock where they told him that the indians of this province had fortified themselves and he returned the same day so that he went eight leagues in going and returning i think i have given you an account of everything for it is right that i should be the authority for you and his lordship to assure you that everything is going well with the general my lord and without any hesitation i can assure you that he is as well and sound as the day he left the city he is located within the city for when the indians saw that his grace was determined to enter the city then they abandoned it since they let them go with their lives we found in it what we needed more than gold and silver and that was much corn and beans and fowls better than those of new spain and salt the best and whitest that i have seen in all my life this is the latest account of cibola and of more than four hundred leagues beyond it is more than three hundred leagues from culiacan to cibola uninhabited most of the way there are very few people there the country is sterile the roads are very bad the people go around entirely naked except the women who wear white tanned deerskins from the waist down something like little skirts reaching to the feet their houses are of mats made of reeds the houses are round and small so that there is hardly room inside for a man on his feet the country is sandy where they live near together and where they plant they raise corn but not very much and beans and melons 
and they also live on game rabbits hares and deer they do not have sacrifices this is between culiacan and cibola cibola is a village of about two hundred houses they have two and three and four and five stories the walls are about a hand breadth thick the sticks of timber are as large as the wrist and round for boards they have very small bushes with their leaves on covered with a sort of greenish colored mud the walls are of dirt and mud the doors of the houses are like the hatchways of ships the houses are close together each joined to the others outside of the houses they have some hot houses or estufas of dirt mud where they take refuge from the cold in the winter because this is very great since it snows six months in the year some of these people wear cloaks of cotton and of the maguey or mexican aloe and of tanned deerskin and they wear shoes made of these skins reaching up to the knees they also make cloaks of the skins of hares and rabbits with which they cover themselves the women wear cloaks of the maguey reaching down to the feet with girdles they wear their hair gathered about the ears like little wheels they raise corn and beans and melons which is all they need to live on because it is a small tribe the land where they plant is entirely sandy the water is brackish the country is very dry they have some fowls although not many they do not know what sort of a thing fish is there are seven villages in this province of cibola within a space of five leagues the largest may have two hundred houses and two others about two hundred and the others somewhere between sixty or fifty and thirty houses it is sixty leagues from cibola to the river and province of tiwes the first village is forty leagues from cibola and is called akuko this village is on top of a very strong rock it has about two hundred houses built in the same way as at cibola where they speak another language it is twenty leagues from here to the river of tiwes the river is almost as wide as that of seville although not so deep it flows through a level country the water is good it contains some fish it rises in the north he who relates this saw twelve villages within a certain distance of the river others saw more they say up the river below all the villages are small except two that have about two hundred houses the walls of these houses are something like mud walls of dirt and sand very rough they are as thick as the breadth of a hand the houses have two and three stories the construction is like that at cibola the country is very cold they have hot houses as in cibola and the river freezes so thick that load animals cross it and it would be possible for carts to do so they raise as much corn as they need and beans and melons they have some fowls which they keep so as to make cloaks of their feathers they raise cotton although not much they wear cloaks made of this and shoes of hide as at cibola 
these people defend themselves very well and from within their houses since they do not care to come out the country is all sandy four days journey from the province and river of tiwesh four villages are found the first has thirty houses the second is a large village destroyed in their wars and has about thirty-five houses occupied these three are like those at the river in every way the fourth is a large village which is among some mountains it is called sicuye and has about fifty houses with as many stories as those at cibola the walls are of dirt and mud like those at cibola it has plenty of corn beans and melons and some fowls four days from this village they came to a country as level as the sea and in these plains there was such a multitude of cows that they are numberless these cows are like those of castile and somewhat larger as they have a little hump on the withers and they are more reddish approaching black their hair more than a span long hangs down around their horns and ears and chin and along the neck and shoulders like manes and down from the knees all the rest is a very fine wool like merino they have very good tender meat and much fat having proceeded many days through these plains they came to a settlement of about two hundred inhabited houses the houses were made of the skins of the cows tanned white like pavilions or army tents the maintenance or sustenance of these indians comes entirely from the cows because they neither sow nor reap corn with the skins they make their houses with the skins they clothe and shoe themselves of the skins they make rope and also of the wool from the sinews they make thread with which they sew their clothes and also their houses from the bones they make awls the dung serves them for wood because there is nothing else in that country the stomachs serve them for pitchers and vessels from which they drink they live on the flesh they sometimes eat it half roasted and warmed over the dung at other times raw seizing it with their fingers they pull it out with one hand and with a flint knife in the other they cut off mouthfuls and thus swallow it half chewed they eat the fat raw without warming it they drink the blood just as it leaves the cows and at other times after it has run out cold and raw they have no other means of livelihood these people have dogs like those in this country except that they are somewhat larger and they load these dogs like beasts of burden and make saddles for them like our pack saddles and they fasten them with their leather thongs and these make their backs sore on the withers like pack animals when they go hunting they load these with their necessities and when they move for these indians are not settled in one place since they travel wherever the cows move to support themselves these dogs carry their houses and they have the sticks of their houses dragging along tied on to the pack saddles besides the load which they carry on top and the load may be according to the dog from thirty-five to fifty pounds 
it is thirty leagues or even more from cibola to these plains where they went the plains stretch away beyond nobody knows how far the captain francisco vasquez went further across the plains with thirty horsemen and friar juan de padilla with him all the rest of the force returned to the settlement at the river to wait for francisco vasquez because this was his command it is not known whether he has returned the country is so level that men become lost when they went off half a league one horseman was lost who never reappeared and two horses all saddled and bridled which they never saw again no track was left of where they went and on this account it was necessary to mark the road by which they went with cow dung so as to return since there were no stones or anything else marco polo the venetian in his treatise in chapter fifteen relates and says that he saw the same cows with the same sort of hump and in the same chapter he says that there were sheep as big as horses nicholas the venetian gave an account to miser poggio the florentine in his second book toward the end which says that in ethiopia there are oxen with a hump like camels and they have horns three cubits long and they carry their horns up over their backs and one of these horns makes a wine pitcher marco polo in chapter one thirty four says that in the country of the tartars towards the north they have dogs as large or little smaller than asses they harness these into a sort of cart and with these enter a very miry country all a quagmire where other animals cannot enter and come out without getting submerged and on this account they take dogs end of section seventeen